This is what? Hard to swallow. Gross. She should have put him back on the rack. You cannot talk to me. Hi, Swallowers. Welcome back to Hard to Swallow Podcast. I'm your host, Emery Lavelle J. On Instagram and Twitter as Ain't I Emery. And I am joined here today with some Negroes I know. Ooh. <laughs> Joining me now is Lyrical Mar, a.k.a. Mar, period. Hey. On Instagram and Twitter as Lyrical Mar. Hi, how are Hi. you? Hi, guys. It's so good to see you again. On a Friday night, a late, late, late Friday night. Well, at least when we're recording it, but they might hear this whenever they oh. hear it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sunday or Monday. Sorry, guys. Something like that. But we're Something always like current, current, current. Current, current, current. And be sure to check out Lyrical Mars' um, two new singles that are already out now. Um, yeah. Monster and also, what's the other one? Buclico. And you can find I, that on Apple, Tidal, Spotify, all major music platforms. The lyrical maestro. <laughs> and be sure to look out for um, a new single coming on July 13th, 17th. 17th, 17th, yeah, um, July 17th. Um, it's available for pre-order on July 6th. I but, love it. Um, <laughs> It's coming. I don't know about the appropriate time, but it's coming. And it's called it's so Eat fun. the Club. It's yeah. called Eat the Club. <laughs> All right. Now, also joining me is Lindsay Wagner on Instagram and Twitter as Lindsay Wag. Hi. Hello, everyone. Still quarantining. Quarantining okay. and writing for Triangle. How is that yes. going? Yes, as well as other things. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh. Something in the kitchen cooking she's no one trick pony <laughs> <laughs> no sade no sade okay well I, we can't wait for it i may or may not be a part of it <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but things have been great um, um back in DC, well here in dc we have entered phase two so things are kind of slowly opening back up um i'm working in silver spring and things are opening back up where we're allowing customers to be around and guess what i hate it (laughs) (laughs) right interaction communication people people smell right (laughs) (laughs) and the likes baby Now, I wanted to get straight to something that just aired not too long ago. We have to talk about the BET Awards. So first of all, congratulations to Beyonce on winning her humanitarian award. Well She looked beautiful. Yep. And I think she actually had on blush. Captivating. She was so pretty. She looked gorgeous. She looked gorgeous. Exquisite, Good. stunning, um, breathtaking, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, she was actually, with that high ass white light, though, she was looking like Run to You 
Whitney Houston video. But, but it, it but it was still yes. but it but it was still kind of dark though. It was still slightly dark, but it was you a know little I like that. Yeah. But um it was angelic and I really liked it. Ethereal. Very ethereal, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm into all of that. Um so <laughs> What were some of your favorite performances and what did you guys think about Amanda Seals hosting? Go ahead, Lindsay. Well, I enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed some Amanda Seals. I can't remember the number of outfit changes she had, but there were a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I did not mind her at all. I liked some of her stand-up. It kind of moved seamlessly. It was weird. I did not mind her at all. Yeah. Um, it was she was kind of delightful. And um, I love that. I think she chose all black designers. I wasn't in love with all of the looks, but I was in love with most of them. She looked great. Amanda Seals, like, this is the best, like, she's ever looked to me. Like, bodies together, faces together. She looked together. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Who were uh? And the well, best performances. Um. Yeah. Loved Chloe and Halle. I good. loved um, the guy from um, Rhythm and Flow. What's his name? Oh God, his brother is Sir, who's already an artist. He signed to Kendrick oh. Lamar's label. What? Uh, D Blake D Boom. Oh, I can't remember his name now. D Smoke. D Smoke and his brother, Sir. I really loved that performance. Roddy Rich's performance didn't bother me. The babies was kind of triggering because what of he what because of what he was depicting. What was the message? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And he's um, the I mean, last yeah. person I expect to be making some sort of political statement with the way he treats his audience. Well, so, uh, yeah, I guess everyone was trying to make some type of message about the Black Lives Matter police brutality movement. Um, yeah, that was the most edgy I've ever seen John Legend. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I really enjoyed um, Kiera Clark Sheard, even oh, though she's, she's a down. homophobic bitch. Um, <laughs> she's a big homophobic bitch, too. And... Okay. But she sounded great, she and her mom. Who I can't really think of who else performed that I was like. I mean, I thought I thought she did a good job too hosting. But I, everybody I, I, did really good. I, I thought that think? she I thought she said some pretty harsh things, but the way that she delivered them was it it was so effortless. So I it's thought it was very actually made me like her more let me say that um <clears throat> roddy rich loved his performance i thought it was so crisp when i look at him i forget how young he is sometimes he is on his way um i also enjoyed chloe and hallie a lot i thought that they're always crisp you know to the point they've been doing everything themselves the choreography <clears throat> the themes um, this is something that they talk about a lot, working on these performances by themselves. Um, those girls impress me every time I look at them. Period. That older um, one wants y'all to know. She fucking know. Well, guess what? The one that ain't the Little Mermaid? 
She wants y'all to know she's available. Chloe. Chloe. <laughs> yeah, she's she's, she's giving grown. I'm ready. She's giving if you ask me, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought the BET Awards was, you know, a lot of award shows are canceling and they said no, fuck no. And I thought that it was, I thought that it could have been a training wreck, but I thought that they were, you know, but of course these are pre-recorded performances, so that helped. Yeah. Um, they were able to edit them. I thought making the Stallion's performance was Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought it was nice. I like that she had all the dancers and you know the whole theme going. That's how you do it, I girl. Love you that gotta she keep incorporated it going. Incorporated some of the TikTok dancing. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't like this new um this new single. I mean, I like her music. I, I can't. I, I don't know. Ooh. Ooh. I like I, her, I but the music needs to catch up. I would say that I enjoyed her performance. I enjoyed, um, again, Chloe and Hallie. I enjoyed Roddy Rich. Um, I actually enjoyed, I think his name is pronounced Masiho. Oh, yes, I love that song. Is that his thing? How you pronounce his name? Yes, Masego, and he plays the sax. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, he caught my Ooh. attention. I, I don't know who that is. Like he caught oh, my eye. Oh, please look at the um. E- please try the EP. It's so nice. It's so mellow. Um, I actually downloaded it. So yes, much to listen list. Because <laughs> after that, I was like, I gotta look into him. I discovered um, him a few months ago by a lot, like one of these shows. I'm going to get in. He's eccentric, and I think I'm into that. Yeah, um, I also enjoyed surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, I'm trying it, Alicia Keys, and um, <laughs> I enjoyed it, and then it was <clears throat> one more person, it was one more person, oh yeah, that was it to me, um, Amanda Seals, her hosting was pretty good, I think it was right up her alley, she was being quintessential um, Amanda, in the best way we know her, those who are familiar with her work was like, this is exactly what I expected mm-hmm. to put on BET. And now that I think about it, she really actually is BET's brand. Like, she should have been there a long time ago. Um, it just works really well. And I think that she should have the opportunity to do it again on an actual stage. I thought they were missing some people, too. I thought Kalani could have been a performer. I thought Brandy could have been a performer. There were some girls that I thought they could have really benefited from having on the show. It's like, yeah, they didn't rally enough It wasn't many. And it was a lot of piano playing. I was surprised (laughs) that. (laughs) And a lot of messy music. It was a lot of messy music. And Alicia Keys, I think she just keeps making up songs to go with whatever's happening. I think she like purposely writes these songs to to mirror whatever is like happening, like very I looking mean, out the window writing. She ain't Poe no more. So this is where she draws inspiration from. She does not do anything for me, like nothing. <laughs> I had her on mute. <laughs> yeah, but that's I love her song Underdog. Is that the one about the single mother? See, this is what I'm saying. Well, listen, there's single mothers out there, sweetie. 
there are single mothers out there, not to disparage them. <laughs> no. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we enjoyed it. I I gave it a B plus. I gave it a oh, B plus. Oh, that's a good grade. I gave it a yeah, B. Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. I did. I gave it a B. I, I would have I would have enjoyed somebody performing on there with some choreography. But that's Me all too. I said. A little Where bit more fun. <clears throat> yeah. Like Megan kind of woke it up, even though I forgot that she performed, but yeah. she woke it up. <laughs> she woke it she up. Did. Um, and well deserved on your awards, Megan. Mm-hmm. Thank congratulations. Yes, congrats, Meg. Anyway, um, I wanna also say congratulations to the original cast of Noah's Ark. They are celebrating their 15th anniversary and they're doing a virtual reunion special that will stream this Sunday, July 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They are? Oh, they work. See, and the reu- and the, they did a, um, what you call that when they do all of them? Um, all of the shows? A binge watch? What is that? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like a, a marathon. They a did marathon. a marathon last week, I think, of all of them. But I, I wasn't in the, like, I got to be in the mood. I wasn't in the mood. I think I was watching yeah. something else. <laughs> you wasn't in the mood for that gay shit. Let me tell you, you know how many times I've watched Noah's <laughs> Ark? <laughs> Work. Dancing in front of my fucking screen, you and me. Like, <laughs> I remember, I was okay. young when that show came out, but one of the episodes I do remember specifically was like, um, the, when they had to, when they did a drag show together or something like that. Um, but that's one season that really two. stuck with me. I think that was season two. I remember that. Um, I do remember multiple episodes of. I think his name was Ricky. And his whole shit, but um, it's it's very. <laughs> the, the he was one of my quality. favorites. This man is one. That show came out when I was like a preteen. Did you <clears> have so, to sneak to watch it? That that's I'm like I didn't really get to watch it. Watch it like I had to sneak and. Oh my god! You need to watch that. Do yourself a favor. It's so I have to go good. Back. Yeah, I do. It is so fucking good. One of but one of my interestingly enough. One of my favorite episodes is the beginning. Like that first episode is so fucking good when he meets um the, the guy. Yeah, yes, the tra- trade. The trade. When he yeah. meets him, he's like roller skating in the park and it's given like Wade? Oh, oh is it Wade? Wade. Wade. Yeah. I remember some stuff, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's so cute. and then another favorite episode of mine where oh my god when Noah got beat up like oh was it way that one of them got beat up was like a gay bashing thing that's one of my favorite fucking episodes I don't think they were together and then they got back together oh my god oh, yeah. damn I gotta watch it <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give it some attention but this episode that they're going to be releasing, it's going to be a scripted episode. It's going to be called Noah's Ark, The Rona Chronicles. Um, and I want to see what it gets, especially but, now that they've grown. let me tell y'all this. When they did the movie, now, they did Noah's Ark. I saw the Ark movie. Dur- What's it called? Jump in they the Moon did, Right. They did, and to this day, I have not seen that movie, by the way. I've seen it, yeah. But they did, we all know the people, the good people in Logo did Noah's Ark dirty. 
They haven't had a show like that since on the show, by no, the way. They didn't. Well, RuPaul's Track Race, but nothing that was actually scripted. Scripted? Exactly. No, they haven't. That's been successful. No. The interesting thing about that movie was a lot of people were not were mad at Wade for not being as trade anymore. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like they were mad because he was like, they were like, oh, he's like a butch queen at. What was, the fuck was, do you was, want him to be? That was I his profession. They wanted him to be tough and thuggish and corn rolls. Sometimes, so. sometimes your lover turns you into more of a queen. Or sometimes you be, you feel more permission and safety to be yourself. To be yourself. Yes, to be yourself. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's true. But, you know, sometimes people, you know, they're, like, masculine until they see somebody do something. And they're like, oh, here I go. Let me do it, too. Let me put on some heels, too, mommy. But what ain't for you won't for you. <laughs> like... No, but I, well, I, mean, I, will I, was, say, I was okay with it. He was definitely less trady in the movie, but to me, it was like, oh, he's you know he's growing. Well, he too, probably you know. he, he, he hasn't played that character for some years, and um, I don't know. Maybe part of his own personal isms became part of the new character. He's he's not technically like a super well trained actor. He was a dancer, I believe, or something like that. But um, it's cute for him. But I mean, it's so funny you say what you said, Marcus, because when I first came out, I did find myself trying to do uh, more feminine things because I just wanted to, you know, dip and dabble and experiment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> However, that's once so funny I, that you wanted to do more feminine things. That's I a testament to who it's, you it's are. It's not about it's not about wanting. It's the fact that. When you see it, you're just like, oh, bitch. Like, I know for me, like, I never, like, said, oh, I want. But then when I saw other people, you know, you just emulate them because it's like, bitch, you being. Now, let me ask you a question. Was this an idea? Like, this was this something you had already formulated into in your mind? Like, this is how I should be as a gay man. Well, I was already. Were myself. you confined when you were younger? Like, did you confine yourself to one box? Oh yeah, absolutely. I I confined myself in many ways, but I just think that you know, over time, like that you know that that masculinity that you have built up or that you have tried to be, you know, slowly releases itself, and it's okay. And so, yes, he was definitely more of a queen in that movie. And I noticed it because it was the certain outfit he had on. And I was like, why would they put him in that outfit? <laughs> I was like, why would they put him in that outfit? This is supposed to be Wade. But it was what it was. It was giving a bitch. They but probably versatile now. Well, you know. Let me ask y'all both this question too. I'm sorry to cut you off, Marcus. When did y'all realize it was okay to be like who you were? And if that was encompassing more feminine things or or if that was encompassing more nigga shit. And when I 15, say nigga 16. shit, I mean more masculine things. 15, you know 16. what I mean? When did you feel comfortable <laughs> doing either or? One over 15, the other. 15, 16 uh, for me. Emmy? Um, I would say, well, I lived in the hood until I was 18. <laughs> so I can't really say I ever felt 
super comfortable. Um, I, around maybe 16, 17, I did start hanging like in youth pride group. Well, the award that I got, that was part of the group pride group I was from. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, uh, comfortable. I don't know why that's a tough question for me to answer. Because it, it took for me to really leave Chicago for me to actually feel like, okay, now I'm comfortable. I feel safe. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, it was rough. I lived on the south side. So <laughs> I mean, and 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 let me get let me get this right. I was a Jackson, so I didn't even release my sexuality <laughs> until after high school. Got it. Me so too. I, I guess I can relate in the way that was I com- my complete stuff in high school? No, but I did stop giving a fuck after I was 16. 17. Agreed. Agreed. I did stop giving a fuck, but I still didn't confirm because I'm a Jackson. Got so, it. Okay, I got it. That's the way it was. Okay, next. Oh. Wait, what was that about? That was just about Noah's oh, Art. Noah's Art. We go off on anyway. tangents, darling. Don't we love a tangent? I love Matt. Don't you love a tangent? Um, anyway, let's talk about a child. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about this right now. The, Vir- the Virgo? Or do I want to charge my headphones before we go there? <laughs> we can get no, it done. Child. No, we're going to pause that one. We're going to talk about Terry Crews. Ugh, again. Terry Crews and his menstrual show on Twitter. Um, so he tweets, if you are a child of God, then you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. See, that part is not too bad, right? He, this where he got the game fucked up. He says, we must ensure that Black Lives Matter doesn't morph into Black lives better. Whose agenda is that? Baby, where where did that come from? And you quick to put this out there. Have you you been supporting Black Lives Matter at all before you tweeted that? I need to know. (laughs) Terry Crews is embarrassing. Quick to critique it. But have you even supported the call? Do you even know what the initiative and the movement is no. about? And it says that you don't when you say shit like that. When has an organization that has dedicated itself to alerting people to the dehumanization of Black people and um, lending itself to counteracting um, the subjugation, the brutalization of Black bodies, when, how does that equate to being better or superior? In At, what way? White people created the superiority game, Terry Crews, okay? If you would just read, your life would be so much better. Um, black equity does not mean at all superiority it does not black lives mattering 
is not about being better. It's about being equal, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Period. I, I can't with these people. A quick scroll on Netflix, stopping on the documentary 13th by the wonderful Ava DuVernay will explain all of this to you. I keep telling people that period after reconstruction is a very pivotal period in this country. All of these, I'm gonna say it again, all of these institutions, all of these caveats in the law were instituted to circumvent black people from having decent lives. And if you would fucking read, you would know this. White people, they, as a matter of fact, the Republican Party, which, which Kanye loves to speak about, by the way, which was, a, was at one time a grassroots party filled with, you know, um, it was supported by black slaves, it was supported by poor whites. But then after Reconstruction, when Blacks started demanding things, you know, like land, you know, to live decently, white people at the time, to preserve the whiteness, they had to think of something quick. And that was inserting this rhetoric that the white race was superior and black people reading, black people owning land, all of that would somehow take away um, their God-given right. Yep. It was a be, dangerous you thing. Know, to, to live their lives. That was the rhetoric that was, that was, was kicked to them. And this is why we are in this situation right now. A simple fucking scroll on Netflix would have you together. One documentary. That's the only one. As a matter of fact, if anybody wants to know um, what, you know, the real impetus behind Black Lives Matter is, you don't even, I'm not even going to recommend Skip Gates' documentary. I'll just recommend 13 if you don't want to read, because half of you niggas do not want to read. And it shows. And I'm sick of it. Black equity does not mean Black superiority. There's no such thing as Black supremacy. Once again, Mr. Cruz, you fucking idiot. He is so enthralled with the idea of white people liking him. Yep. Yep. Literally. The way he even speaks about his wife, she looks white. I thought she was white. That girl don't look no bit of white. She just light. And light is right for him. The, my grandmother used to say it all the time. He's one of them motherfuckers that the white man's ice is always going to be colder. I'm actually not his brother. I'm not his, he is not my brother. As far as I'm concerned, according to what he's tweeted, I'm the devil's spawn. 
I ain't a child of God because you are not my brother. <laughs> Period. So sick of that man. And he has a history of saying these things uh, the same way he did with um, America's Got Talent. And that wasn't my experience. Everybody treated me well. Da, 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 da. Shut the fuck up. It wasn't your time. And I hate that black women came to his. I hate it. We have got to stop black women. Please. With this knee jerk reaction. We got to save our black brothers. No, we don't. Let them burn. <laughs> Let them drown. Sick of them. Well, we sick of Terry. So we done with that. <laughs> anyway, so the Emmy nominated show Straight Hands? Is that how you say his name? Straight Hands, Sarah, and Kiki? Child. Um, <laughs> it was canceled by ABC. Um, and what are you guys' thoughts about that? Kiki need her own fucking show. You know, <laughs> I can't believe that they canceled that show. She brought the juice to that show. I mean, the juice. Um, actually, to me, she took over. Um, because I just think that Kiki is so... Now, um, she knows her history. She's not afraid to admit when she's wrong. I love her. Um, so. I'm sad that they canceled it, but I do think that one door closed and another yeah. one opened. I, I see it as the same way you do. Um, I'm, I have two things I would say that she can have her own show, but I also would like to see her possibly as a new guest or host on The Real. I think that she would make a a great option for that show. I think it would expand the demographic, give them a fresh voice. Um, a fresh perspective. Um, she would be the youngest on the show, and then after that would be um, Adrian, who's thirty-six. Um, Kiki would be twenty-six. Like it, it just uh, gives them a broader demographic of women that they're speaking about in two. And I think she'd be a great addition. Let me tell you something. I watched Sarah and Strahan, and I love them together. But let me tell you. Sarah got pregnant and fucked around and almost lost her job because Kiki was like at first a correspondent, but everybody just loved her. She was always fun, like always twerking, dancing, plus she was smart and unproblematic Negro. You know, um, Channel 4 loves that. Well, here in New York, NBC loves that. And, um, you know, she almost lost her job. They had to give her a spot. That's how it became Sarah Strahan and Kiki. Okay. Because Sarah almost fucked around and lost her job while pregnant. So when she came back, Kiki, you know, they couldn't just kick her back to correspondence. She was doing too much. So I would love to see um, Kiki either have her own show or I could also see her as being, you know, on the reel. She, you know, I think... Um, Whatever they um, griped about Amanda Seals, I don't think she would have the same impact 
she has a very universal kind of appeal. And like mm. I said, you know, she's one of those unproblematic Negroes. She's not too political, you know. Is I think it would be a good fit, you I know. But we'll see. And I, you know, I hope whatever but it if is. But you believe I wish she her should have her own show. Yeah, yeah whatever not, well, is like, that is not the last like we're told, gonna see of him. I mean, her. like I told, like I told Emery, I think she should have her own show if she goes on the real. She will instantly become the most interesting person on that panel. Period. I agree. I'm for it. Um, she's already That's had how I wanted her to show. go on. Um, usually there is a, a long period, and she probably might not even be allowed to have her own show for a while. Sometimes that's put in people's contract. I don't fucking know. But um, most people go, once they have a show, and then they get their next show, it's usually a longer period in between. So I can do without her going straight back to having her own show for now, personally. Um, and I think she works well with other people. So anyway, whatever happens for her, it's meant for her. Yes. And congratulations on being part of an Emmy-nominated show anyway. For real. So yeah, all right, let's just get to it. We can't avoid this topic. <laughs> let's talk about August and Jada. Let's talk about August and Jada. <laughs> you August, mean you them. mean Big Dick and Big Dick? <laughs> <laughs> Who's larger? Oh my god! <laughs> Who's larger? They say you walking up in the room like. <laughs> <laughs> Jada. Bye. Bye. They be walking up in the room like, it's your turn tonight. Bitch, I can see that. Uh -huh. Hey, babe. Allegedly. Anyway. So, August Alcina opened up about his love for Jada Pinkett Smith on The Breakfast Club. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I just went to The Breakfast Club YouTube channel, and it looked like the video was taken down, the full interview. Well, it was actually a video with Angela Yee. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, I don't know it if was, they separate, and I don't know, but I found it online. I found the video, but it wasn't the full thing. Oh. Well, I have the, like, if you need me to send you oh, the whole thing. Nothing mind. August Alcina posted it on his page. Yeah. Oh. Why? That's weird. You know, he's giving a chat. I'm not going to chat. I'm, I'm not taking it down. down. Because he's proud of that. He's giving it, no, bitch, just stand up. <laughs> I said what I said. Anyway, okay. Which was nothing. Oh, God. Which was nothing. So basically, he was saying, like, you know, <clears throat> I'll try to decipher it the best I can. He basically said that. He loved Jada a lot. He invested and devoted a lot of his time to her. Um, Will Smith gave him his blessings that they were in a allegedly an open relationship because um, they considered themselves like partners. Um, but outside <laughs> of that, he really didn't confirm or say anything else. Everything else will be based on speculation or interpretation. Let's start with that. So 
Um, but he did kind of allude to them having a romantic relationship. So, <laughs> what do you guys think about all? Oh, and also Jada said that she is going to be talking about it on the next red table. She said that she has to do some healing, and we're going to bring herself to the red table. She Girl. got down on Twitter for that. <laughs> Marcus has some very strong convictions about this. As well I'm as you. I'm going to let him go first. As well as you. Um, oh. I'm, glad, I'm glad that she's bringing herself to the table. Because guess what? You need to look at the man in the mirror, Jada. Looking at the man at the mirror. Oh yeah. And you know what? <clears throat> on on that on that note, you know, I saw the video. I read between the lines. For me, I felt like he was in a very low place. I think. Although he probably chewed off more than he could, what, but bit off more than he could chew? Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, yeah. I think Dr. Jada Pinkett bit <laughs> off more than she could chew as well. And, you know, I think, you know, it's hard to say since the Red Table hasn't, hasn't, view, hasn't viewed yet, but I felt like. They was fucking. He fell in love. She saw it, kept going, and then was like, you know what? I can't do this no more. And then he was heartbroken. That's how I feel like it was, which is actually pretty regular, you know. That happens to all of us. Pretty regular. But I think this is a moment where it's happening to a man and the girls just don't want to see it because they think he's an arrogant fuck. But (laughs) allegedly, I'll put allegedly behind all of that. So... I just, I just can't wait to see how she rationalizes this, but I'm sure Lindsay will do a good job of it right now before we see that episode. <laughs> I do want to provide some context for those who He's are not aware. Saying that because I'm also a Virgo and I like to die. Well, they both Virgos. <laughs> <laughs> Down. Actually, all because I've seen it, have, y'all share the same birthday. Yes. Really? That's right. He's my birthday <clears throat> He's your birthday <laughs> But anyway, uh, to provide some back, you know, some um, background information, um, he has lost his brother and sister, and he is now taking care of, um, I believe, four children or three, four girls, four. Um, what else was he going through? Oh, and he's battling a um, autoimmune a disorder, uh, autoimmune some sort of autoimmune or disorder. It's similar to um, lupus. Yeah, it's so many forms of autoimmune. I mean, whatever. Um, But anyway, so he is going through a lot. And he has been around the Smith family for quite some time. He was friends with um, Jaden. And they considered him part of the family. He was around them a lot. So how it developed into this romantic relationship, we don't have details about how that happened. But that's the backstory. Anyway, so Lindsay... (laughs) <laughs> I find it interesting. Well, I find it interesting. You know, I hadn't even thought about it before the fact that they were both Virgos. But I'm always, I always say Virgo men and Virgo women 
understand each other the most. Uh, my boyfriend is a Virgo oh, wow. on the cusp of Libra. So I get, I get that part of the emotional connection. However, um, I personally think August Alcina is a fuck nigga for even running his mouth. Um, I hate a run tell that. And you're doing it because you have an, an album out right now because no one is really <laughs> checking for you. The way that you came in on was cute. You're talented. But others have come out since you and done it better or remained relevant. You have not. Um, you have remained. Yeah. August Alcina has had a bit of relevance. Well, his relevancy was tied to the fact that he was seen walking along beaches and strolling with the Smiths, no matter what it, you know. And that was a couple of years ago, like two or three years ago, these pictures surfaced of him and Jada, you know, putting the flower, whatever that fucking filter is, you know, when you put a flower oh, crown yeah, yeah, on yeah, your yeah. head. Mm-hmm. I guess even from that, we could probably surmise that they were most likely romantically involved because... Oh, I gotta likely. be fucking you to be putting a flower fucking on some filter thing. <laughs> but it's so either bad. your mother or I'm fucking you. But anyway, I just think my thing is not even about her possibly holding his heart hostage. It happens to women every day. If whenever black women come out and tell the same type of similar story, um, black women are not only not believe they're not really listened to no one gives a shit so i am not gonna sit here really and vilify jada pinkett what i will say is um once again i'll reiterate i hate a run tell that type of person or guy that feels the need to keep his fucking boca running <laughs> the boca meaning mouth in spanish uh, i know that's spanish you know what I mean? My grandma threatened to pop me in my yeah, boca. Yeah, and he, your grandma would probably call him a bochinchero, gossiping <laughs> ass. That's what that means in Spanish. What are you gossiping? Like, the fact that he's even doing that is ridiculous to me. And Jada Pinkett, yes, she is going to deny it. Do I believe that they possibly had a sexual relationship? Absolutely. This is a woman who... A long time ago, when she, right after she got with her husband now, she said she almost, she always acted like she regretted marrying Will. She said, and I quote in an Essence article from about 15 years ago, she said, you know, Will, I always saw him as this goofy guy, you know, and he makes love like a woman. I never I respected Will Smith because of that. Women like to be, I don't, I don't know nothing about no making love like a, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Whatever the connotation is, whatever she was trying to intimate there, I did not like that she said that. To me, it was very you saying that you never, you didn't respect Will or you didn't respect Jada? Well, I didn't like, well, I don't like niggas who, I, I know I don't like no nigga that fuck like, like make love like a woman. I don't need you in my life. But I always, I always said to myself, that was very emasculating. <laughs> it was borderline disrespectful. Why are you putting his sexual business out there? Like, she always been a big mouth bitch anyway. 
So what she's going to do is when she gets to the table, she's going to press her hands into the table, just like that meme, and she's going to run interference. And she's going to silently spank August Alcina, most likely for running his mouth. The Smiths are a couple that, regardless of what your situation with them was, you want them in your back pocket mm -hmm. for whatever reason. You do. You want those two in your back pocket just in case life gets a little hard. Now, even though they were fucking, the, the sexual relationship aside, Will and Jada offered you emotional support at a time when I sure, I'm sure you needed it. And almost possibly financial support at a time when no one else was checking for you. You, they deserve the respect. At, at minimum. Oh, their privacy at minimum. The privacy part. I mean, what are you running your mouth for? I just have no respect for anybody who does that. Well, let's talk about that. He said that he felt the need to say this because he felt like his character was in question and that um, some bullshit. That's like, vague. What about your character? That you're a bad guy. That um, <laughs> what? What about? I'm your assuming that he no possibly one was meant... talking about August Alcina at all. No, they weren't. No one cared about your character. No one was even talking about you. What are you talking about? I'm he was talking about the honest man. He was talking about the fact that he was in love with Jada Pinkett after she fucked the fuck out of him, allegedly, over and over again at a low <laughs> period in his life. That's what he's talking about. Okay. Hey, it's his choice, not Poss yours. Possibly, he probably felt like people looked at him as some type of mistress. Well, you can't use mistress. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, um, as Lindsay said, fuck nigga shit and fuck bitch shit. 50-50. I don't know. Well, Either I would way, call Jada a fuck nigga too, so. <laughs> no, for real. Like, honestly, both of them, I don't know. Which I really want for my nigga. There are things that don't sit well with me about Man both of them. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> both of them have an ego that's really disgusting. A very massive, yes. nasty ego. Both of them. can't deal with it. And hers now, is going to yes. be a parent during that. She's going to do exactly what he's doing. <laughs> Talking around it, being very vague. Right. She's you know, say we were not in a relationship. Exactly. We had a of soul. But there was an that emotional was connection. <laughs> Girl, just admit yeah. you rolled that dick. And let me tell you, Jada made a, <laughs> a mistake. Jada made a very crucial mistake. No matter how mature these young men seem they are not mature that age will always show itself and she made a very crucial she is too old to be making mistakes like this of course this little bitch is gonna open his mouth and like marcus said we should take her to task because you're um almost knocking on 50 girl 
This young man, <laughs> this young man is what is he? Twenty seven. Um, we're twenty eight. You're treading on thin ice, Jada. Cause he's a young man. Listen, I don't fall. He'll be twenty eight this baby. year. I don't fault her for I don't fault her for fucking him allegedly. I don't fault her for being Doctor Pinkett on his time allegedly. <laughs> she does it naturally, and she pull out her titties for emotional support all the time. I'm sure. I get it. To me, that nigga was falling in love, and she knew it, and she kept going. Period. That part, well, okay, and I think that probably could have happened. But what I'm saying is, is that. He had to have known a boundary was established that he just said he that couldn't help she it. said, but I know that's fine. But he just said that she said that Will is her life partner. Boom. That they would no, nothing that no they matter what's happening, ain't nothing breaking that. That's what they both said. So with that in mind, somehow August is out. Cena's ego led them to believe there's a possibility that I'm going to show this bitch. Sometimes, I'm going to get her. It could have been his ego, but sometimes people say things they don't mean. She, oh, he know that she wasn't playing with that shit. It was his ego. Sorry. It was his ego. It was hers, he really it was hers thought, as well. If it's true, if it's true, I, I really me. think that he thought that he was going to steal her away. That's what happened. He don't. He couldn't have thought that because he don't. He ain't got Will Smith money. He couldn't have thought Boom. that. Boom. How? But I promise you, how he thought that. How? Because niggas think like this all the time. And actually, this is not just misplaced arrogance. This goes back to my great 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 grandma who thought she was about to steal another husband from one of her best friends. Like, he said that he was going to leave her. And he ain't never left her. First of all, Jada ain't never said she was going to leave Will. Let's get and, that but straight. That's why, and that's the difference with this. I know damn well that Jada ain't never said that she was going to leave Will. I know she ain't never said If August thought that she was going to leave, then that was misplaced arrogance. That he is it was. at his best. They need to put his face when you search Boo Boo the Fool, <laughs> if he thought that. But I don't think he thought that. I don't. Yeah. For him to get to this point, I think he thought that. <laughs> That's Jada Pinkett. She wins no matter what, doesn't she? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's why Jada gives him this. Who said that? Who said that? She wins Will's no matter what. Like- Welcome to my area when the heat is on. Like- <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Um, um, you know what? Get the fuck out. <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> That's what it is, bitch. Keep it cute on the icon's time. On the I- very much the icon. Listen, um, I can't wait to see what she say because it's going to be laughable. I, I already know it's not going to give us. It's going to be an act. Both of them are talking gibberish, honestly. But they... you know what I think is going to happen? When August, because his ego is the way it's set up, <laughs> when.
when he see um Jada post that interview, now he's gonna start dropping the real receipt. Yes. There will be a rebuttal. He waiting. He oh, waiting he's like waiting. the shade room bitch that he is. <laughs> he really got a drafted <laughs> message set up. And he's like, he's what like and what oh. was said, let me drop these receipts. Let's give you a text message. Let me show y'all how um, Miss Jada really gets down. Let me show him getting into the next. Of him, of him <laughs> one of her nipples. Or, or, all up, or all up in that creamy no booty. On his lips. Because <laughs> Mammy breastfed him so many goddamn times. Child. <laughs> He gonna show a clip of him all up in that creamy booty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick though, he said some shit that was actually a little um alarming for me. He said some shit like I can die today and I'll be fine. Because I can die knowing that I devoted myself and love to per- some shit along those lines. Bitch, said, you're 28. Shut up. It'll happen again. You're 28 years old. Like, that's that dramatic Virgo shit. Shut up. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> this is, I might be overthinking yeah, it. Uh, but when, uh, I could be overthinking it. But when I watched that video, I saw a man battling depression. And that really needed therapy. It sounds desperate, doesn't it? It's, there's a there's a desperation. Something in the, about it. I was like, he he needs therapy like right now. The whole I can see, I can see Jada. I can see Jada being. I can see Jada thinking being the type of woman that somebody falls in love with like that. Sorry. Absolutely. I well, think look at her. She just, looks like she smells like flowers. Yeah. Yeah. I think That's that y'all are really is a role, Trina. Getting all clear and beautiful, body together. No, this I is think a really. Is the, I think he is depressed. Cream of the also, crop type bitch. Exactly. At the same time, so it's like. Well, I've always said this, and if she was playing the role of being someone's therapist or psychiatrist or someone to vent to, um, I told this earlier. <laughs> well, with all these things, um. People tend to fall in love. People tend to fall in love with their therapist. This is a thing, and this is why the psychiatry, I'm sorry, the psychology association, one of them, whatever it's called, uh, or psychiatric, child, y'all know what I'm talking about. They're very big on the ethics (laughs) surrounding not doing, surrounding patient um, therapy. Yes, that's why there's a Hippocratic oath. That's why there's so many oaths when you, into that profession because this is such an intimate, you know, when you're exchanging information like that um, to someone, your personal business, your, you know, your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, it's very intimate. It can be akin to pillow talking. Yeah. And so when you talk about somebody... <laughs> Especially for a lonely motherfucker. Yes. I mean, it's funny. I mean, I have to just throw that in there because. But you it's know. true, he is actually more alone than he's ever been right now. Yes. Yes. With four children in his house, he's not alone. 
Poor yes. Augur. So there is, let me be clear, <laughs> there is a huge amount of empathy for him. I, I His situation, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. He's troubled. But, and through his troubledness, he's making some bad decisions, I think. I mean, he's stomping on people along the way. I don't know. He's stomping on people while he walks the path to getting whatever he needs to heal. And that is a dangerous game to play. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth. But we heard that for the, that ain't the first time we heard that. We've seen it many times. <laughs> Boom. Boom. That was actually a little deep right there. Let's get off that. Yes, Let's Lord. It did, because my mind is turning now, child. In the, in the verse of Cookie Cookie, let's get up off them dicks. Get up off Breaking those dicks. <laughs> get up off those dicks, bitch. All right. Y'all want to talk three. about Legendary real quick? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. sure. Let's do it. Okay. I want to recap the episode seven of Legendary, Cakes and Tights. Yeah. So this episode, the theme was like a superheroes and feelings. And what they did was they brought in five members to be the the villainous house. And for each category that they won, they had to battle a villain to actually get the prize money. And I think each category they had the prize of I think five thousand dollars. Yes. Yeah. Except the final one. That was like fifteen. Something yeah. like that. So anyway, um, what do you guys start on the show? Oh, well, I think they started out. I think they started out with runway into performance. I like that category. Mm-hmm. I thought that I thought that was cute. That was cute. Um, the guest judge was uh, Winnie was Harlow. That? Oh God. <sighs> Anyways. I like that part, that it was <laughs> runway into performance. Um, I thought it was a good night. I thought it was a good episode for It was. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed I it was, this episode. Yeah. It was something good about it. The pacing was on point. Like, it wasn't dragged out right to the point. Multiple categories. And the competition of the villains, to me, was like what made the show That woke high. it up to me. Because, you know what? I have to be honest, like, I was literally like, hmm, I don't know about this episode in the beginning. I was like, uh. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, it woke up for some it's reason. Because it was for cash. Once we got the hand performance, I was all in. I was just like. Yeah, uh, the hand performance was good. <laughs> hand performance actually made me miss a real ball. Yes. <laughs> Like, I'm like, I need to be at a ball. Like, I need to see this live again. Like, when am I going to be able to see it Let me tell y'all something. I'm telling y'all now, when the balls come back, hand performance of $5,000, somebody do it. Because honestly, history will be made. Because hands are nasty. Let me go buy a third arm. (laughs) (laughs) Again. I'll be in that motherfucker with an arm coming out my motherfucking titties. Um, <laughs> freaking 
Let me you tell you lose. something. MC Deborah, uh, also known as Sel Auntie Selvin, said those hands have to spell, they have to tell you a story. Period. You have, like, I think they really got to see the artistry because hand performance is something that even the ballroom community takes for granted. You know, it's one of the five elements, but it really is an art when you see it done properly. And when I yeah. saw Carlos, I screamed. I did. Because you have to feel that. You have to see the story as it's happening. It's so technical. It's so mm -hmm. technical. And you feel it in your gut as you're watching it. I was and, like, yeah. like, I was screaming. That yep. felt like we ballroom. So yes. I think for the very first time. Yes. This felt like authentic. And you, there I were felt moments. like everything else has felt like a recreation of ballroom. Yes, that yes. was ballroom. performance felt like. And that battle, ballroom. the last battle, especially was between him and um, the red face one. Yeah, I Monster. Can't think of Monster. Between him and Monster. They were battling like they were at a real ball. Do you yeah. think Monster ate? Because I was, I was like going back and forth in my brain. I think Monster ate. I, I think, think Monster, Monster ate. ate. There were moments <laughs> that he did eat. There were moments that he did eat, but I, I still would have eaten. But Carlos just—it was his moment. It was his moment. And then also was, some of the poses is really so feel it for him with Carlos. Yeah. He was yeah. giving like grabbing the face. It's yeah, he weird. was. He was. He looked. In... He also looked the best he's ever looked on oh the season. Oh my god, right that there. little cute wig. He, he looked like a little. This is the first like, time I actually seen, like Ricardo Montalban. Like he looked. It was cute. I really took a real notice and attention to him this episode. Yeah. Talented, just talented. But I'm so happy that a mainstream audience, and I hope they really got that, really saw the artistry behind the hand performance and what that means. And, you know, to all the, and it made me, of course, because I was thinking so much about Borum, I was thinking about all the people I love to see doing hand performance, like Deja, like Didi, like, Hello. you know. Just fuck it up real quick with the hand performance. Even um Selvin, you know, at his best, would go in okay. on hand performance. Um, Edwin Revlon, you know, just people that it just made me think of ballroom. Yeah, Period. and then even best dress, and even they did runway tag team runway in a performance. Those felt so good to me, like. Uh, and we're not even going to begin to talk about Miss Motherfucking Lolita and Honey. Balenciaga battling okay. Michaela and I think Pack Rat. <coughs> A.D. That was ballroom. That was ballroom. Period. I live. That was what we've been waiting for. Like some That's authenticity. And in the words of Laomi, she said, this has been the best battle this whole It was because season. that's how it be. Like, no holds barred. Give it everything you got. Surprise yeah, I, element. I snatched that bitch by her wig. He sure the <laughs> baby. Get over here. It's just here. like, what's her name? Um, remember, when, I don't know what ball it was, but when what's her name grabbed 
a ponytail or some shit like that. Something was done with a ponytail or a braid. What's it was? Uh, yes, that happened. I can't. Actually, I think Lolita did that. Lolita, that might be her signature yeah, move. Yeah, that's what I was telling Marcus. Like, <laughs> this is she has a history of doing this. Somebody mm-hmm. swung something in her face before, and she grabbed the and motherfucking ponytail. That reflex bomb. <laughs> she be waiting for it. She be waiting. So at this point, with this snatch thing that she do, I know she can fight. This is giving very much. This is. Giving, I got a history of guys and bitches out of here. Yeah. And it's crazy because I don't know whether it was because they were from outside. You know what I mean? Like, I the Balenciagas were not involved in this legendary process. Yeah, so to see people from, like, real authentic... I mean, not that they're not from authentic ballroom, because all of the people on the show are ballroom people. But right. to see these people from outside, like they don't have shit to do with that, and we know what it gives outside, especially since people usually hate Honey Balenciaga, and the fact that she walked up there and was like, bitch, your makeup looks ugly. Like, that's the shade I want. Like, that is it. That shade. And then what else? She said, she said something like, I, I don't know, I, this don't pay your bills or something. Exactly. <laughs> it's great, yo. It I was, was like, fun. this is how it is. And Honey is like, what, 17, 18 years old? That's yes. <laughs> the young, feisty Latina. A young, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, like, fresh out of the Kiki scene, right? Ain't Honey from the Kiki scene? She's not, yeah, she's, she's from the Kiki scene, and she's part of mainstream. She's, well, she's not a little Asian anymore. She's Balenciaga, but yeah, yeah, from the Kiki scene. So Landon was the winner. Yeah. Landon was the superior house for the fourth time. Superior house, hunting. Do you think that they're gonna get the trophy overall at the end? It's possible. It's possible. I think, I think it's between them and Balmain because if they are definitely the front runners. Because to me, <clears throat> Balmain is always one step behind them. Or Superior House, but you know, I think it's gonna be a battle to the end for those two. It's always gonna be about if it ain't not, that's balling, yeah, it's a battle to the end. To the end, you think you got it, you don't. You can sit five bitches with that last battle to get you. That's ball, but I don't I know do because, of, because of that, because of that choice, uh, because you know, Erica made, but. Yeah, so they were asked to pair with another house where Erica, since she was superior house, she got to choose another house to pair with for the Does um, that mean they have to share their money? I no. don't know. It's, 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 they have to team up for a challenge. Mm. They had to team up just for that challenge for the semifinals. And, and she chose the house of gorgeous Gucci. I'm proud of Jarrell, though. I am. I am. Jarrell has been carrying the house by himself, though, and that. Well, no, okay. Let me be clear. I like I like Jeter. Um, and I like Jarrell, but I think those two have been carrying in the house. See, but that's the thing. These are two people that normally I like anyway, <laughs> like in the real yeah. world ballroom. Like, Mind you, what's like crazy say- is I do like the two other members. I like their work outside of this show. Yes. I enjoyed, um, what's her name? Calypso? 
Calypso. Yeah. That's, Calypso. But no, what's the girl name? I forgot her name. Candy. Candace. It's not Calypso. No. No, it's not the, the film queen's name. Um, I can't think of it now. I'm, I, I keep... Yeah, I don't know. Something. Anyway, whatever her name is. The one that got in a fight with the other one. The one that got in a fight with the other one. Anyway. Um, I thought it was Calypso. It's not? That's not her name. Her name is That's a Bush Queen's name, I think. Mm. I thought it was something like Cherry or um. Gum Pop or something. I don't know, child. <laughs> Candy. Candy. I don't Candy, know. Candy, cherry, gum pop, Skittles, Kool-Aid, something. Baby. Anyway, Hello. anyway, so <laughs> I like her work. I like her when she performed the ball that she walked for the 5,000 film queen performance. I thought, like, she got me up. So, but unfortunately, during this show, she has not been holding the house down. I think that the house is live in, like, Overall, they all have been contributing something to these wings. And so that's why they've been superior house four times in That's why it was interesting to me that she chose Gorgeous Gucci. I kind of felt like if you want to take on the House of Balmain, I understand that. But, I mean, why not choose the House of Escada? They be turning Escada. Escada be doing good. They be turning They're like a dark horse. Yeah, I, I would say, based on track record, that Gucci would probably be the. That's true. One. That's true. Track record. I did appreciate. But those some of those kind of gorgeous Gucci wins were neck and neck. Like it was given. That's was true. Yes. Hair. That's true. Because Sherelle did good for a few categories, and um, yeah. I don't know. So we don't know. We'll see how the next episode we'll see. comes out. I did appreciate Erica talking about her story, and I remember when it was happening. I, this was two years. This was a couple of years ago. She was in jail, and she didn't even talk about what really happened when she was in that jail. That shit was so horrific. What was happening? I remember Kelly was on live every day, I begging everybody Kelly. to call the motherfucking prison to release her because she's a trans woman and she was in danger. She was. She was playing it off, but she was in danger there. Yeah. Like, that could have been her life. It could have been her life. It really was, it was a serious, serious situation. Yeah. And in it's the, not like miraculously, in general like, pop, oh, she was in danger. Got, exactly. It's not like miraculously, like, oh, they transferred her and did a thing. No, that was all no, the groundwork that was being done outside. All the right. members of her house Kelly was galvanizing everybody to call that institution to demand that she be released because she thought her life was in danger. She was threatened. Like, it was, it was, it was bad. It and was. I'm happy to see her out and doing this. This yeah. really is like a redemption for her. I think they could only put on the show what they could in the amount of time they had. But because yeah. I'm and, sure that if maybe she didn't want to get too deep, you know what I mean? Maybe she didn't, because I mean that's traumatizing and probably a lot. It takes a lot to even talk about. But right. no, I was surprised that she didn't mention Kelly. But that's probably because they didn't have enough time to really go into all the details. But I specifically brought up Kelly because she was a big um, a 
force behind people getting the attention that it got. And I remember Slay TV reposting Kelly's video. Mm-hmm. And actually, that's how Slay TV got a lot, a large following off them videos off of that. Kelly. I remember all of Erica this. was in danger. That was some serious shit. Oh, and another fun fact. And now Slay TV is working with Legendary yes. to help promotion. You see how all this shit connects? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's true. But um, I'm happy for her. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm rooting, you know, like, yeah. love Erica. I'm happy for her, and she deserves everything that she's get. Yes. She got her. And I love, and I love when they put her in the middle, and she does hand performance, and she yeah. stands with her legs open yeah. and commands and commands the winds like Tim <laughs> Queen. I love, I, I love Erica. She's so entertaining, and yeah, this is her time. All right, that wraps up our hot topics for the day, and let's get into the topic of the day. Is the T O D the topic of the day? I'm going to get straight to it. I came across a video and it was really, really <laughs> inspiring for me to do this topic of today. Um, it was a video of Kay Michelle and she kind of opened up about how she feels about being the bad guy. So let me play this clip for you. talk about people that go through a pattern of being the bad guy, the villain, constantly in their lives and never feeling like the good that they do is ever good enough. I want to talk about that. So (laughs) let's start first with, do you think there is a reason behind that? (laughs) <laughs> well in the in the in the name of k michelle i say yes in the in the name of tamar braxton i say yes intrinsically they are the bad guy they are the okay. bad guy they don't want to take a b- accountability for anything they want to be absolved from whatever bad behavior they engage in, they um, participate in, they incite because of their good deeds. Mm -hmm. People like that behind good deeds, they hide behind good deeds in order for absolution from their bad deeds. That's right. In order to get absolution from their bad deeds. And a lot of times their bad deeds outweigh their good deeds. Right. (laughs) Do you think that sometimes these people could possibly do good things for good reasons? Maybe that day. But guess what? The next day, if somebody pissed them off, they'll take it right away. Because they're evil. I mean, you know, here's the thing. 
I ain't got nothing against Tim Michelle, but every time I see her, she's involved in a mess. I mean, it never fails. You always involved in a mess. It's getting a girl. And then I watched her on that show a little bit. And I remember she blamed the fat girl for stealing from her. I mean, it was a mess. Do you I remember that? that? I do remember that clip. <laughs> she said the fat girl stole money from her. She I'm did like, steal money from her, though. She took the Uber. Bitch, if I don't say you could do it, don't ever <laughs> use my car. I agree. My from Brooklyn, and she know what it is. I agree. Don't use my motherfucking car. Don't That's use my motherfucking car for shit, bitch. <laughs> I don't care if it was for a tampon. <laughs> Did I give you permission to use my shit? <laughs> no, I, 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 I stole her on that part. But, okay. <laughs> I just don't know. Like, do you think that when they do good things, that they should be acknowledged as good things sometimes? Like, when they actually do something good for once, should we finally say, okay, congratulations, you did something good? You should not be doing good things to be getting a fucking reward. You should be doing it as a natural thing, like just to be doing good things. Anybody who wants to be outwardly acknowledged for the good things that they do is full of shit. Right. That's true. You're not doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, that is true. Anybody who talks about it that says, oh, the good things I do never get noticed, that's the kind of bitch you have to look out for. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think that's why she feels people like her. This is not about Katie Michelle, but people like her feel like the good that they do is not good enough because you're looking for some type of reward. You're looking for some type of acknowledgement to say, "Oh, I did good." And guess what? If you have to do that, then you're really not that good. Because guess I what? Agree. When you're when you're Bullshit. good, you do good things almost every day. And guess yeah. what? If you have to sit there and say, well, why was I noticed for this? That means you're usually fucked up. And now you've done something good one day and you want somebody to tell you, fuck you. This is the same person that just outed somebody for possibly sleeping with a married man. This is the same purpose that ha- person that has weaponized homosexuality. And was, that about, was that about Tamar Braxton? Yes. Yeah. Isn't, with, it funny um, that, isn't it funny that those two argue? This Isn't is another funny? Nene and Kendra situation. Look, look very alike bitches. Very much alike. Ain't it Yes, Sean Tony. Um <laughs> it's so funny that those that those two go <laughs> those Come two go back Shanti. and forth. But with that tea that she spilled though, I said, ooh, Tamar, ooh. Whose husband, whose husband was she sleeping with, allegedly? No. Jermaine Dupree daddy. And I think Jermaine Dupree daddy. <laughs> so you yeah. fucking some nigga that look like a thumb. Let me pull up. Jermaine Dupree daddy looks better than Jermaine Dupree. He does. <laughs> the daddy's actually nice looking. Let me get into it mm. right now. I, I don't think the daddy's bad looking. No, even though it's like he's tall and child pet. He's tall. 
don't know. But Father. it probably was a better look than Jermaine Dupree himself. Yeah. But I think anything standing next to a roach will look nice. <laughs> First of all, I see him right here. But you, you know, Tamar it. Braxton, she got daddy issues, so that's why she, you know. Daddy, 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 daddy. <laughs> yeah, she probably does. But getting back to the topic at hand, I do want to point out that if you're constantly being viewed as the bad guy, that's some behavior that you need to reflect on and examine. It ain't for nothing. Okay, yeah. these people that's always walking around feeling like they're misunderstood. Oh, people don't understand me. If you're constantly misunderstood, then bitch, you're not communicating properly. If you're constantly the bad guy, then you're probably always doing bad shit. You're the bad guy. You're doing you're bad You're the shit. bad guy. Seriously. You are a bad guy. They don't come from nowhere. And think about it. When it's people that's close to you that are saying these things, that know you very well. Well, you think this is coming from thin air? They know you, bitch. You can't get up from around them and spin a narrative. And it's guess what? No. If you are a person that's always around somebody that the bad stuff is always happening to, and you don't tell them why, guess what? You are an enabler. <laughs> yeah. You're not a friend. That's that's for sure. And yeah. So you know, I mean, was this comment that she made on a recent? No, um, that video. I just saw somebody repost it. Okay. Uh, and he, she was, and the girl that posted it was like, "Ah, oh, this is me." <laughs> this is and me. I was just look, and I was just like. You proud of that? Like you proud of that? Like, and what it what it really is is like when you are a person who does good things that nobody can see, and when you see a bitch complaining about not being recognized for the good things she does, it actually like it's like the lowest. Like I don't have. I think my respect for you is actually gone now. Like because to me, I mean, I've never seen that clip. I've seen that interview but i never saw that part but actually it was yeah it pretty was something telling. that resurfaced it yeah. was pretty telling i'm surprised she can't figure it out she seems to be so smart about everything else i wonder why i wonder why i came to show and people like you where are these people get these things from what like bad Lanithia, things are you doing lanithia leaks Lanithia is another great (laughs) is another great example. Lanith. Lanith. Y'all ain't shit. Miss Horse Hoof. Another great example. Woe is me. I ain't did nothing. Oh, but that time, that time that I was there for her when she wanted me to hold her head up when she was puking outside on the corner, and she gonna treat me like this. It's giving. Is that all you got? Is, is that, that all, all you, you have, girl? 
Shut she's up. She's that girl. People that throw out their good deeds, you watch out for them too. Remember I did? Because they basically trying to um, offset their bad behavior with their few good deeds. Mm-hmm. That's what it's really about. That's all that is. It's giving them. I'm not call everybody mama out their name today. Let me go um donate to charity. <laughs> right. <laughs> Literally. They have really work is. to do. They have therapy. They need therapy. I'm a burning hill. Let me go take a cup of water and pour it on these plants. You know, <laughs> all I can say is that motherfucking VSOP by um Kim Michelle is legendary. That's all I, I can actually say. like that song. That song was cute. That that song is legendary, honey. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. But that's it. But again, it's just not about K Michelle, but it's about K Michelle. Yeah. Oh well yeah, people <laughs> people like people like her. Yeah. <laughs> We gonna light Special some people. candles. Oh, Lord. That was the lower register part. I see. I actually thought she was gonna get somewhere when that song. I was like, okay. Me too, because yeah, it was like, she was, coming she was the first person on um, Love and Hip Hop that was actually working. You know, like, oh, okay. This actually bitch was, working. Yeah, she was in the booth. Like, okay, she's making it do what it All do. All right, because but... she was on Love and Hip Hop before Cardi, right? Right. She yeah. was the first person that, like, you know, she wasn't debuting too much, like, her music on the show, which is a good thing to do. And then, right. you know, she came out on that finale show with her little banger. Mm-hmm. That's cute. That's cute. Um, it was cute. Um, but now she's doing ooh. a country album. Who over there shooting? <laughs> I know y'all hate them gunshots. This is in Brooklyn, yeah. Fire, fireworks. <laughs> Maybe. Is it fireworks? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Biggie and Jay. When niggas got Will Smith, Will Smith chips get jiggy all day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Will Smith. Maybe. Oh, well. well, I just wanted to point that out to you, followers. That if you see a pattern. Of you always being the bad guy. You are. You are. You are. If, if somebody's saying that you're a bad communicator all the time, you are. You are. If multiple people call you lazy, you are. <laughs> I can go down a list, but if yeah. people closest to you are saying the same thing and it's a thing, it's about time for you to look in the mirror and do some <laughs> reflection. Yeah. Quickly. Quickly. Swiftly. Me and Lyrical Mar over here matching. Both of y'all look like two lost members of NWA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Niggas with ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is so good. Oh my god, okay. I'm using that. Niggas with ass. Niggas with ass. I don't know if I need to make. I don't know if I need to write a song with that. Okay, oh, uh. niggas with ass. That's a good one. Okay. Y'all are so ridiculous. I can't. I might have to do an anthem now. Okay, like baby. If you don't get the fuck 
in my grandma voice. <laughs> you now that's somewhere. the remix that the, hood, the boys in the hood. That would be the remix needed, honey. Niggas with ass. Niggas with ass. That will be the day that they burn down all the radio stations. Right. <laughs> 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 give it. Apple, iTunes, get this shit off here. We can't even hear anybody singing their songs. <laughs> Got these oh, gay man. motherfuckers talking about niggas with ass. Not a lie was told, though. Not one lie was told. Anyway, okay, Swallowers. It's been a joy. I know we've been away, but bear with us as we um, get back acclimated with working again and aligning our schedules with the podcast. And Eventually, we will be back in the studio, and maybe we won't because Lindsay might get shot. I might. <laughs> okay. Oh, I think that's here. that's here. That's here. <laughs> <laughs> they do it in DC. Oh, oh they, uh, beautiful! That's it's beautiful. What y'all get from oh. Brooklyn to DC, bitch? Oh, oh, yeah, they, they, yeah, I hear it. That must mean it's time to go because they letting shit pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A mess. Anyway, we're out, Swallowers. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at HTS underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter, as I said. And also, if you have any topics or questions, submit it to us. Please. On now. Let us know what you want to fucking talk about. Y'all want (laughs) to invite somebody on the next show, maybe? Yes. Hmm, who would it be? Who would be the lucky person? Would it be Matessa? I'm kidding. <laughs> It'll be lovely. Hey, Matt. You know I love me some Matessa. Matessa's fun. It needs okay, to be anyway. a girl. It needs to be a girl because I'm not using these butch queens. Oh. Yeah. Oh, is this about? This is not about Pampers. Oh. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 followers. We out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>